0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Ozentoski, Program Director at Radio Talking Book, and we'd like to present this tribute to Anne Boyce, who passed away March 11th of 2023. Anne was a reader at Radio Talking Book and a wonderful and loyal volunteer for many years, bringing the printed word to life for our listeners. We thank her so much for all she has done for Radio Talking Book, and we send our thoughts and prayers to her friends and family. I'm going to bring you this interview that I recorded with Ann Boyce in January of 2019 as part of our Volunteer Spotlight series, followed by her obituary, which is read by Ralph Morocco, another one of our wonderful volunteers. Please listen to this tribute to Ann Boyce. Ann, we love you and miss you, and thank you for everything. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Please do not adjust your radio. This is Ryan O., your station manager. I know you're normally used to hearing... Well, Betty Deep used to do these interviews, and she has left. Vic Wagner is going to take it over, but I wanted to get this interview myself because I'm talking today. This is our Volunteer Spotlight program, and I'm talking with a volunteer that is very near and dear to my heart. She was one of the first that I worked with when I got here a little over a year ago, and she was the first one that ever gave me real kind words of encouragement. She said to me, Ryan I think you're going to do all right. And that was the kind of soft, (laughs) subtle encouragement that you can only get from a teacher. I'm speaking, of course, of Anne Boyce. You're used to hearing her on the bookshelf. She's read Little Women for us. She's read Old Jewels and many other books our listeners enjoy. Anne, welcome to the program.
1: Hi. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, we're glad to have you. So I always try to start by asking our volunteers about themselves and their background. So tell us about yourself and your life here in Nebraska.
1: Well, I've been in Omaha now for nine years, spent 36 years before that in uh, Gering, Nebraska, which is out in the panhandle. And I grew up in Emporia, Kansas. So I've uh, been within Kansas and Iowa and Nebraska so my you, whole life.
0: You, you said you grew up in Emporia. What brought you to Nebraska specifically?
1: Well, we moved from, uh, after I was married, we moved to uh, Shenandoah, Iowa, and my husband uh, was a school psychologist, and uh, we had his had had a job there, and we lived in Lamar's, Iowa, for a period of time, and then before moving out for a long stretch out in in Garing, Nebraska.
0: Well, that sounds great. So you've you've been here in Nebraska, and uh, I know I heard you mention that you got married. So tell us about your family.
1: Oh, I have two children, Matthew, who has. Twins that are now twenty six years old. So you're a grandma, and yes, very proud grandma. (laughs) And I have a daughter with a a girl named Sophie, who is a dancer and is just a pure joy in my life.
0: Sophie's a dancer. What kind of dancing does she do?
1: Oh, she loves dancing, but she is into ballet and dancing on point now.
0: That is great. So, so you have it sounds like two kids. Yes. And how many grandkids?
1: Just just the 3 but I have to count among my kids my
0: kitty cats. We're getting to one of my favorite uh, subjects my and that I was one of the so things that kind of drew us together was yes. uh I was talking about my cat a year ago and and yes. so tell us about your animals.
1: Well, I dearly love cats. I don't think I could exist without my kitties around. Yeah. yeah and we'll I have had more than I do right now. I uh, have had kitties live with me for 22, 23 years, and I'm still not ready for them to go at that time.
0: I don't know if you ever really are no, ready for them never. to go. Even if you know it's coming, it's, it's Right just- now,
1: I have a 15-year-old named Woolly Bear and a, a new one, just eight months old, named Sunny.
0: So are they indoor or outdoor cats?
1: Absolutely indoor.
0: Ah, yeah. I have a cat. My my cat's Mags, and she's absolutely an indoor cat, too. She'd be yes. terrified if she ever got out. <laughs> so that's one of the things I don't have to worry about with her is when someone comes to the door, when I go in or out, that she won't try to sneak out that's good. behind me. yes. So... Well, let's talk about teaching. What is it that led you to teaching? I, I dated a teacher for a while, and she told me that there are two kinds of teachers in the world. There are the kind that do it for money, and there are the kind that do it because it's a calling. Which category would you say that you fit into?
1: Well, I don't believe it could be called for money at all. I dearly love teaching. I taught language arts for 24 years to fifth through eighth graders, uh, reading and English and I taught spelling as well, and uh, I got to know my kids that way. They were my kids, I guess, from fifth through eighth grade, and I'm in touch with a number of them to this day.
0: You're one of those teachers that never loses touch with with their students, huh?
1: I enjoy very much hearing from them and and, uh, letting them know that I'm thinking about them as well.
0: How old were you when you knew you wanted to be a teacher?
1: Oh, I think... I, I first started off wanting to be a librarian, and <laughs> and I wasn't able to get to attend a school that would get get me a library science degree, so I got, got my degree in elementary education and history, and and uh, taught piano uh, in the home for a number of years before starting teaching.
0: And you're still a piano teacher? Yes, right? I am.
1: I have some, some students now.
0: Do you? Uh, do you? Are you? Do you have room for more students? I mean, should we put that out there oh, in case people? Well, I don't people... think so. <laughs> okay, your um, docket is full. But
1: I have a couple of third grade girls that are just delightful, and I'm, I'm enjoying that very much.
0: Well, that sounds very good. And I know you spend a lot of time outdoors as well.
1: Yes, I enjoy gardening. We got a house that we said, "Oh, this house has a yard. We'll have we'll having fun keeping the yard." <laughs> and at this point, we're thinking, "Oh my, we need to cut back on." what we put in this yard to take care of. It's getting to be a, a little bit of a job anymore.
0: I'll bet it is. This is probably a better winter for it. It seems like it's pretty mild compared to last year.
1: Our grass is so, almost green right now. Well, it's there crazy. you go. crazy.
0: Just in time for us to probably get another bad snowstorm <laughs> or something. Not, not, not to be a gloomy gus. No, but...
1: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: <laughs> so tell me, going back to teaching for a moment, tell me one of your fondest memories about a teaching experience that you had.
1: Oh, my so many. I'm sure you have many,
0: but so many. just pick one if you could.
1: Well, this was just, just kind of uh, singular because it only happened once. I had rearranged my room, and the students were facing me in a, in a little different way. And one morning about 10 o'clock, I was ready to start a new, a new uh, subject, and suddenly I had every eye of my students on me, and we felt something. And we found out that there had been an earthquake.
0: Oh, my Lord. And
1: there had not been an earthquake in western Nebraska in many, many I years. I was
0: sitting here thinking, <laughs> an earthquake in Nebraska, that's yeah. not something you hear about very often. But
1: at that particular point, I had all eyes on me. <laughs> 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 and it was—it was—and I was looking at them as well. We were wondering, what is going on? So that was kind of an interesting occurrence. But my day-to-day teaching was with uh, – I I loved uh, teaching literature and reading and English as well. So
0: Not that I was guilty of this. I was a model student myself. <clears throat> but um, I'm sure you had your share of students that acted out, that, that misbehaved. How do you connect with students like that, that perhaps – I'm not talking about being uh, late or tardy, but, yeah. but maybe chronically misbehave?
1: Oh, you have to find something that they do enjoy or that they – are good at, and you can always find something that they're good at, and try to help them emphasize that and get um, ready to to do better in something that they're good at. Give them a purpose or a goal to work for.
0: Yeah, definitely. Tell me how you found Radio Talking Book.
1: Uh, when we moved out here, I said one thing I want to do is get in touch with RTBS. I had read about it in the Omaha World Herald and always thought if I ever got to Omaha, that would be something I would want to do. When did you come? We moved here in 2009, and I started here in um, 2013.
0: So you've been here about five years. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, all of our volunteers clearly love what they're doing. Uh, We have a lot of long-term volunteers, but when I listen to you read uh, various books – Particularly, I noticed it with Little Women a couple of months back. It's clear that you really enjoy reading. Would I be fair if I say that reading sounds like one of your passions?
1: I, it is. And I have looked over the titles I've read, and I would be hard put to to choose a favorite. It seems like each book is something that was was fun to do or uh, gave me a reason to come back and, and want to finish it uh, because I, I liked it so much.
0: Who would you say some of your favorite authors are?
1: Well, Jack London. I've read uh, two of his books, um, White Fang and Call of the Wild. Yeah, I was
0: just thinking of those two.
1: And those those two books were are were <laughs> such fun to read, and I, I enjoyed Jack London's writing. And Jules um, Maury Sandos for Old Jules was
0: that was the first book I ever heard you read that, when, when I got and here, and it I was
1: a long one. But November it, it of was, 2017, it was so good. And told about this state of ours and and how it became established and the people that that made it in this state.
0: What other authors do you enjoy?
1: Um, Bradbury, um, Ray Bradbury. Isn't Ray Bradbury? Yes. Wow. Dandelion yeah. Wine was one of my favorite books. It wasn't the usual uh, science fiction that um, we may associate Bradbury with, but Dandelion Wine was a wonderful book.
0: What do you think of Shakespeare?
1: I like reading Shakespeare. I have not read any Shakespeare on the radio uh, to date.
0: Somebody, uh, a friend of mine who was in theater, and we're talking years ago, she told me that Shakespeare was meant to be watched or listened to, not to be read. Hmm. Would you agree with that assessment?
1: Well, I think one would have to listen carefully, and perhaps in the listening, instead of thinking about what you're saying, you would be thinking about what you're hearing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that might be true.
0: So give us a tease of what's coming up. I know you're working on a book right now. What can we look forward to listening to Ann Boyce in the future well, the on book Bookshelf? the book
1: that I'm reading right now is called River of Doubt, about... Teddy Roosevelt's Journey Down the Amazon. And it is uh, exciting, uh, very different from a, a number of other books that I've read. I really want to read My Antonia* by uh, Willa Cather.
0: That is a so classic here in Nebraska. That's something that
1: so. I'm looking forward to um, beginning once I finish the book I'm on. <laughs>
0: Well, we're coming close to the end of our time, Anne, and I want to ask you as your final question, what message would you like to pass on to the listeners and your fellow volunteers here at Radio Talking Book that are listening to you right now in the interview?
1: If you enjoy stories and reading as such, the idea of being able to share that that uh, that love for those words and those stories is just so fulfilling to do it at RTBS. And it's just a special thing when a listener will remark about a book that you've read or maybe question, have questions about something that you've read and want conversation about it. That was a high point, to have a conversation with a listener. And uh, so it would always be good to have more feedback from listeners to be sure that you're getting to them something that they like. And enjoy.
0: That's absolutely. We tell listeners over and over again. We encourage them to please let us know what you think of our program and give us a call here at the station, or we have a website you can go to. Uh, feel free to just come to our offices. We we're always happy to get feedback. But and you are truly a gem, um, one of the best volunteers we have here, uh, a gem among many. And I just want to say that we thank you very much for all that you do and have done. radio talking book it's a pleasure to listen to you read the bookshelf for us and it's a pleasure to talk with you
1: thank you very much ryan you're always an inspiration to do to do more as
0: well well you're an inspiration i I say that to most teachers i'm sure that there (laughs) have just been countless lives of people that you've Mm -hmm. touched throughout your your time here as a teacher in nebraska so this is ryan ozentoski coming to you from volunteer spotlight here on radio talking book and we've been talking to ann boyce reader for the bookshelf want to thank you all for listening And please stay tuned for our next program right here on the Radio Talking Book Network. Bye-bye, folks.
2: Carol Ann Rogers-Boyce died on March 11 at the age of 81. Ann was born in Emporia, Kansas, where she graduated from Roosevelt High School in 1959. She met Ray and married in September of 1960. She attended Peru State College to complete her teaching degree with honors in 1971 and taught English Language Arts in grades five through eight at Hague School, a rural country school for 26 years. Other working roles included being a librarian, hospital volunteer, coordinator for Meals on Wheels, PEO member for 50 years, and an election volunteer. Her lifelong love of reading continued and she enjoyed attending a book club, The Bookies in Omaha. She began reading in 2010 at Radio Talking Book of Nebraska for those who were unable to read and completed 30-plus books. Ann loved music and was gifted to play the piano, baritone, and violin. She taught piano lessons and accompanied when she could. In recent years, she played violin with the fiddle chicks. Besides her love for family and friends, she loved her kiddies, cooking, and gardening. Anne and Ray lived in Hayes, Kansas, Shenandoah, and Lamars, Iowa, Nebraska City, then moved to Garing for 38 years and have been in Omaha since 2010 to the present. Anne is survived by her husband Ray, son Matthew and his wife Cheryl Boyce, daughter Amy Holton, and her husband Terry, grandchildren, Coulter Boyce and fiancé Mandy Cormasi, Samantha Austin Martin, and Sophie St. Moore. and was preceded in death by her sister Helen Russell, sister Pat Archer, and parents Enid and James Rogers. Donations in her memory can be made to Radio Talking Book Service of Nebraska at rtbs.org.